0: In today's staff <laughs> <clears throat> is daf Memtes. Ink, super says, We learned from a for Yosef Israel Ben Chai Michal and Elizabeth Ben Ruma. Let's not forget that there are still injured people from the Miron tragedy a year and a half ago. <clears throat> says the Mishnah on Dach Memtes Amid Aleph. Dach Memtes Amid Aleph. Father is not required to support his daughter, not to feed her. Now, what are we speaking about here? Let's understand something. The Torah says, we had this the other day, that a person, a man, is supposed to take care of his wife. In what sense? We said. Pusik says, uh, and However, we learn which one She'er is and which one is Ona. One is uh, a person that has to fulfill his conjugal duty and one is feeding her. But either way, the Torah says that you have to feed your wife. That's the Torah. That's not the rabbis. Suba is from the rabbis, right? It's a, there's, some say that it's it's based in the Torah because of Kamara of Sulos, but basically it's considered to be a drabonin. But it but Torah, a person has to fulfill his conjugal duties. He has to clothe his wife, Suso, Bonasa, and he has to feed her. Part of the feeding her is feeding her little children up until the age of six. Up until six, that's minah Torah. You have to feed your kids. That's what's mentioned from the Rambam. You have to feed the kids. That's the Torah. part of the obligation of feeding your wife, is taking care of her, her brood, her kids. But from the age of six on, the Torah doesn't require you to feed your kids at all. It's a mitzvah, as we'll see. But at the Torah, it's a mitzvah. It's a, it's a good deed, but it's wife, not obligatory. The wife dies, mm-hmm. and children are not dead. six years old. Yeah, right. So that's a good question. So he says no. He says that that that. Uh, Men you only have to feed them as the children of the mother. Otherwise, it's just a matter of stucco. It a matter of stucco, technically you don't. Right, technically you don't, Mir HaRaisa, you should, as we'll see. It's a mitzvah to do it, but you're not obligated to, meaning the court can't force you to do it, as we'll see. So here the Mishnah says, so Again, we're talking about a girl from the age of six till 12. Once they're 12 and a half, they're on their own. You're not obligated to do anything. Tell go out and get a job. You know, that's what it was like. You have to remember the life expectancy wasn't that great then. 12 and a half was like today's 40, you know, it's time to move out and get a job, you know? So um, here we're talking about from the age of six until 12 and a half or even until 12, even until 12, let's say till 12. Technically he's, he has reshuz over until 12 and a half. But the feeding that we're going to talk about is from the age of six till 12. Until six, we can consider that men at Torah, as part of the obligation to feed the mother. Even though he's not obligated to feed her. No, he still has rishos. He, he still has rishos over Correct. 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 He still has, the, he can marry her off and he can sell her and all that. Correct. So, Abe Nechayim So He's not, he's not in, the, in, the, in the to feed his daughter. And we'll talk, what about a son? What about a son? We're going to talk about all that. And in one, he's not Chayiv. Does that indicate that it is still a mitzvah? He's not, obli- he's not obligated to, but it's still a good deed. We'll see. Does that matter? Same story with Rebbe when he was, uh, he was uh, elected to be the head of the, 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 the president of the yeshiva. So, He's in front of Kerem B'Yavna there in the yeshiva. Now, again, the, the rabbis were metaken, that the sons get an inheritance and the daughters are fed. What do you mean the rabbis were metaken? What did I just say? The rabbis were metaken? That's minotaurah, Torah. If a man dies, the inheritance goes to his son. We're not talking about the basic inheritance. We're talking about the famous What are we, we talked about this many times. A man wants to give his daughter a nice dowry, a million dollars, marry her, buy a nice house, here's a million dollars. However, he says, Wrong, his wife dies, say she dies in childbirth, whatever she dies, and she has children, right? They have children. And all of a sudden, who, inher- who inherits a wife when she dies? A, a, a woman, the husband. So he's gonna take the million dollars now, and he's gonna use that to support the children from his next wife. You know, he's gonna have, within a few days, he'll have another wife, right? And, he's get, and that money's gonna go to them when he dies. When he eventually dies, Who's going to get his Yerusha? All his children, right? His children from the first wife, the one who died prior to him. And the, and the other children, he might have several wives. Why should the other children, who have nothing to do with this original father-in-law gave the million bucks, why should they get his money? So the rabbis were metakenin. So he's going to say, why should I give him a million bucks? It might wind up with somebody else's kids, not even my own flesh and blood. Why should I give it? I don't mind giving it to my grandchildren. But why should I give it to his, his children? The other the son-in-laws, nothing to do with me. So therefore, the rabbi says, we're going to make an adjustment. Yes, minah Torah, a man dies, Yerusha goes to his kids. If a woman dies, Yerusha goes to her husband. But the rabbi is going to add on, in the suba, he says, listen, with this money that the father-in-law gives, or whatever assets he, do, he gives to the marriage, he says, when the husband, when the son-in-law eventually dies, that portion of the suba, that the, the million bucks that he gave in the dowry, will go to... The grandfather, the father-in-law, the grandfather's own children, not to the sons that he has from the other wife. You understand? But His own grandchildren, not from the children that the son-in-law eventually has from other wives. That's what he or he might even have several wives at the same time, right? He might have several wives from the same time. And when he dies, he wants to make sure that the Yerusha goes to his children, to his grandchildren, not the. So that's called the Subisban. So we talk about here about the bunning Yerushu. However, it says in Alasha of Yerusha, it doesn't mean that. Uh, it's in, in Yerusha, meaning when, let, let's say the, the father-in-law gives a million bucks, and let's say his wife, his daughter's going to die. His daughter died pre, she she pre-deceases the husband. So, the children don't get the money then. The children, the money still goes to the husband. That's the Yerusha. However, when the husband eventually dies, it'll go to the original father-in-law's own grandchildren. That's Yerushu. And will so get it as a Yerusha, but we're adjusting the Yerusha. We're saying that's going to the and the daughters, the daughters will get maintenance. They will get, they will be provided for. They'll have food from the arusha, from the. That's another takana meaning, as we're talking here about, the man's not re- required to feed his daughters, as we just said. Min after the age of six, he doesn't have to feed his children at all. Not the boys, not the girls. But there's a one of the tanya ksubas There's many time in the ksuba, many time in the ksuba. One of the Tanam is, is that after the, father, after the father dies, the daughters will be maintained with food and sustenance and maintenance and clothing until such time as they get married or until they become a Bulgarian. So what's the point here? That the daughters and, and the sons who get the and the daughters are provided for only provided post-mortem after the guy dies. When they're eight years old, he doesn't have to feed them. But if he drops dead, then he has, then the, then the his estate has to go. has to go. Feed them. That's the takano that the rabbis made. The rabbis said we made a takano. One takano, the ksuba, and one there are many tamam and ksuba. But what right? We want, the basics that we think of is the husband has to give for the wife two hundred dollars if she's a psula, one hundred dollars if she's a, a if she's a baula. Fine. That's the basic part that he has to give. And there's sources for that, or at least hints say that in the Torah, Gemara, psulos. We get the two hundred and hundred from there. Fine. That's all, that's the basic idea. But there are other, many other, many other conditions in the Ksuba. And two of them are this one of the ksuba has been indifferent that the boys, that, that the boys from the grandfather, grandfather's own flesh and blood, is the, giving the money, his grandchildren will get their irusha. It won't go to the other kids that the son in law has. And the daughters will get fed. That's in a separate tekanah. The daughters, after death, will get fed from the irusha. So this is the Drush that he said. Rablozman, as I said, these are two to that the rabbi's made, Yirashu, me, and the daughters will get sustenance When did they get the Yerusha? Only after the father died. Even though it's a time, that's not the Yerusha, but they said in the Lashon of Yerusha, when the Yerusha, when the husband eventually dies, the son of eventually dies, and his Yerusha split up among his children, and if, if he has boys, it only goes to the boys, but the boys that she has, will it'll go to them. The boys that she has, El. Uh, Right, we'll go to them. Same thing with the daughters, will only get uh, fed after the father dies, which means to say confirms what we said at the beginning of the Mishnah. A father's not machaif to not to, to to feed his children from the age of six until the age of twelve. Now we're gonna analyze this mission. It's not part of his regular No, it's set. not a... There's no, there's no trust fund. No, no so trust fund. If he if he used up all the money, yeah, that's right, that, that's right, the, that's the right, people. that's right. You could always, there's always for for the uh uh you know for the people who are who are criminals or shady people, there's always ways to get around it. But they want to encourage it, and they want to encourage the father-in-law to give money. So They say, look, yes, what happens if there are no sons? What happens if his wife only has daughters? So they'll get fed, but they won't get Yerusha. Right. The Yerusha goes to uh, to to the to the um different, right? You go to the other ones. It, there's always ways around it. Nothing is perfect in life. You know, there's always there's always problems. And so the Yerusha could be land too. The the, Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, it could be uh, so the Mishan says, Mishha says a fan's not required to feed his daughter. Mashma for a son, yes. Mashma but a bro he is as we'll see, that's not there. They're both the same uh, from the age of six as well. Bito nami for a boy it would be the age of thirteen. Right? We'll see. Bito uh, Nami even for the daughter it says he's not So it's much from the mishnah that for the sons maybe it's a and from the daughters at least it's a mitzvah. It says the Gemara, money Our Mishnah doesn't come out like any of the following three tanoim who discuss this. The tanya we learn. It's a mitzvah, not an obligation, a mitzvah to feed the daughters. It's a good deed to feed the daughters. We're talking again from the age of six till 12. certainly the boys, they learn Torah. If you're feeding the girls, it's a mitzvah. Certainly it's a mitzvah to feed the boys. That's the opinion of Meir. Mayor. Rabutus is the other way around. Mitzvah is on a mitzvah to, to, to feed the children, to feed the boys from the age of six till 12, till 13, because they're learning Torah. certainly you should feed the daughters. How are the daughters going to get? food. It's easier, in those days, it was easier and less of a shame for the boys to go around begging than for the girls. For girls, it's a big shame. Little girls, it's hard for them to get money. To get money. So because of the degradation, if it's a mitzvah to feed the boys, certainly to feed the girls. So both Rebbe and Rebbe say it's a mitzvah to feed the boys and girls, right? The boys to feed boys and girls. Our mission is mashma, that for the girls, it's you're not mechuyiv, but a mitzvah it is, right? um for a mitzvah it is. And you're not mkuyev for the girls, but you are mikhuiyah for the boys. Here it's mashmar, you're not m'huiyah for either one, and it's a mitzvah for both from Meir and Rabbi Rabbiochum brook omer chovulazunas It's only a cove to feed them after the father dies, as we said, that's the subas um of of the of the girls, right? The Bonasuzaru that's called the cave of the girls, the Yavan the chaminoi. it's written in Aramaic, the um, so they will be fed, right? That's a mitzvah, based on that, based on that tanaik suvah. But while the father's alive, you don't feed them at all. Mashmah not even a mitzvah. It says the mitzvah, it says the our money, sister, who does that mission go like? Chor doesn't go like any one of them. were a mayor, or mitzvah. He says that for the bonah mitzvah from our mitzvah, from our mitzvah, from our mitzvah, what was it, mashmah? For the boys, it's a chov, because it says you're not to feed your daughters. Mashmah, you are to feed your sons. Meir says you're not know, either uh, either one it's only a mitzvah. same thing with Ra or mitzvah. some take out the Nami, but it's the same idea that armor Nam he says that even the, button, even the boys, it's only a mitzvah. Rabuta says that it's a mitzvah to feed the girls and call the home of the boys because of um, uh, feed the boys and call the home of the girls because of because uh, of degradation. It's embarrassing for them, hard for them to get the food. Um, he says, a are also only considered a mitzvah, not uh, not a not a chov. So both these rabbis say is only a mitzvah, not a chov, and our mish is mashmah that Bonham is a chov, it's an obligation. <laughs> he says, while the father's alive, there's not even a mitzvah to feed these kids. So the <laughs> haramish doesn't go like any one of them, which is improbable. So <laughs> we're going to come out the mishnah could go like any one of these three, and we're going to explain now. <laughs> But you go, like, when the Mishnah says that a father is not to feed his daughter, what well, then know the truth is he's not to feed the, the son either. When he's, he's not coming to deduce from our Mishnah, oh, you're not to feed your daughter, but you're your son. No, no, no. The truth is you're not to feed your son either. How mitzvah bito, but but there is a mitzvah there. certainly for the bottom. Why? Because they learn Torah. I so why did it tani bito? Why did tani bito? The reason he said bito and not beno, it's the same thing but it's a mitzvah. Even the daughter, it's not a chov. Even the daughter, right, uh, who is what? Who is uh less obligatory, less of a reason to feed her because she doesn't learn Torah. We sort of mayor holds the son, certainly you should feed them, they're learning Torah. Even the daughters who don't learn Torah, it's chovu but it is a mitzvah. And that's why he says Beto to tell me it's not a Chol, but it is a mitzvah. But for the boys, it's also a mitzvah. So it can come out like a mayor. Or I can say it goes like what a What do say? It's a mitzvah to feed the boys and certainly the girls because of degradation. He's not to feed his daughters. If he's not to feed his daughters, he's certainly not to feed the sons. The sons have no; don't have so much degradation. A mitzvah of but it is a mitzvah to feed the sons. They do learn Torah, Ika. But lebanos. certainly, if it's a mitzvah to feed the sons, it's to feed the daughters because of degradation. So why did it say only bito, but it bito, kamash that even though there's more, a contributor, there's more of a spara to feed the girls, but even the girls, he's telling you, even bito, it's not a hov, it's only a mitzvah, but it's a mitzvah to teach the, to feed the boys and certainly to feed the girls. So again, a mission can come out like a mayor so far, or like a Or we can say a mission goes to Rebbe HaMbaraka, who says it's not even a mitzvah apparently at all. No, he's not going to feed his daughters or the sons. It's not even a mitzvah. But since after the father dies, it it is an obligation to feed the daughters. That's why he says anchai. The truth is it's not even a mitzvah, it's not even a mitzvah at all. So our mission can come out like any one of them. And therefore, Rabbiak Rakh rabbi says it's not even a mitzvah to feed them. However, Rabbi May of says it is a mitzvah. Okay. Now we come to three things that Rabbi Law said. The first thing that he said, Am Raballah, he said, Omr Rashlakish Mishraudh Rab Khanina Zigir Rabbi Law said it in the name of Rashlakish, who said it in the name of Rabbi Rub rabbi Khanina. Usha Eskina, the Sanhedrin went into Gaulis in many places when they uh, go and chase them out of the Shulayim. One of the places they went to was Usha. They made various takonas there. They made a takonah that a man should feed his sons and daughters when they're katanim. And Rashi says, until 12 for a girl, 13 for a boy. Again, repeating that. Until the age of six, apparently, it's even a do So it's part of the obligation to feed your wife is to feed her brood, to feed her children. From six to 12, it's a mitzvah, but it's not an obligation. So he says in, the, in Usha, they were Matakan that a person should feed his sons and daughters for up until the age of bar mitzvah. <speaking in Hebrew> is the halacha like this? of law said, in the name of they made a Is the halacha like that? That you have to feed your daughter, your children or not, or else it must be approved. Also, when they would come with the question, like before Buda, this Schmendrick doesn't want to feed his children. Right? you said, You know what you're like. You're like a snake that uh, has children, and then he throws them on the public uh, on the public dole. You know, like he doesn't want to feed them, puts them on the public. Uh, he's not going to feed his kids. That's what a snake does. Are you a snake? You know, he says that's what he, he would call it. I mean, he would say, it's like a snake. He has children and he throws them on the mercy of the public. And okay, that's what Rabbi Yehuda would do. Turn over a mortar. This is a common thing that you find that they, you have the several place in shops. When you make a public announcement, they would take a big mortar. A big mortar is like a big, uh, like a big bowl, right? A gigantic bowl. You have a pestle and a mortar. They would take a big one turn it over, turn it upside down, so that you could stand on the base, you know, to use it as a platform, meaning to get a, a dukhna platform, and, and, and announce. Okay, Amalu, would tell them, Kafule, turn over a mortar for him to Sibura in the public area, but Lake him get up Lema and say, according to Rashi, he should say himself, Urva a raven wants his children, wants to take care of his children, and this one doesn't like his children, doesn't want to feed to feed them. So Rashi says that he himself is forced to get up on the mortar and say, "A raven wants to, uh, th- you know, feed his children, and you don't even want to feed." And I- and this man doesn't even want to feed his children. Rashi says another is that a shliach tiber gets up there. They get a, <coughs> a you know, a, uh, somebody from the public, uh, you know, crier. a town crier or the mayor. Somebody gets up and says that. In other words, what you're seeing over here is that the halachah is not the best and can force him to feed his children. But rather we censor him, we we embarrass him publicly in order to encourage him to feed his children. That's what Rabuta said. He said, look, a snake uh, has children and throws them on the on the mercy of the public. And that's what you that's what that's what you're doing. I came for our fist, he would say, turn over the mortar, by either he himself says it or the he says it. So the, so interesting that the the the, the Yada says and interesting thing he says that the mortar. Is, is, you know, when you have many times you talk about, uh, you buy something at Ikea, it tells you to take the the uh, the male side and the female side and how to put them together, right? So he says that the Asisa, this mortar is similar to a female, right? The opening is like a female, symbolic, let's say, of a female. And when you turn it over and stand on it, you're like saying that, you know, if he doesn't want to support his children, his wife should should not have a beer with him. She should not uh, right, she shouldn't live with him, uh, conjugate with him, uh, because he doesn't want to feed his children. Like, like stay away from the stay away from your wife if you're not gonna to want to support your children. He says, like a nice that's a symbolic. Anyway, so the gmar now says, boy Bunny, does a raven really uh, what you say, a raven feeds his children, and you, and this guy doesn't. Does a raven feed some children? Like, Hashem supports the children of the ravens who are not supported by their parents, right? nay they call out. The children of the, uh, of the ravens, of those birds, their parents don't support them. They don't feed them. And Hashem supports them. So you see that ravens are not supported by their parents. It's low caution. The Rashi says that when they're young, they're white. And the ravens are dark, as Poe taught us, right? <laughs> the ravens are dark. And, uh, and the, apparently the birds are so dumb that they don't recognize their children and, and until later on when they turn black that the white eventually turns black and then they feed them. So when they're young, they don't feed them. When they're older, they do feed them. That's how Rosh Hashanah says very precious. There's different species. There's some white and some black. The black ones feed them. The white ones don't. That's what he says that um, So he says uh, that it depends, right? The White ones, apparently the bla- the bla- when they get black, they feed them. The bla- white ones aren't fed. In any case, so some are fed, some aren't fed. And that's why some ravens do. And therefore we say that, Ravens feed their children. This man doesn't. Have also come in a Now, interesting. Rava, when when they would come for Rava with a question, yes, he would say, Is that what you want? You want your children to fall on the public funds? Yeah, that's what you come to tzedakah, That's what you want. You have kids, and you would send your kids to take t'staka. You don't want to feed them yourself. So he must have alone and alone. That's only if he's not wealthy. I will, I'm if a man is wealthy, we force him in court against his will. He of Nasan Barami he forced Nasan Barami. he took four hundred dollars so In other words, for stuck we'll discuss a little bit. But there are cases when this is very common in, in Europe that they they would put a uh, not like here where you want to pay the sixteen fifty you do and if you don't want to you don't nobody cares and nobody forces you in uh, in the in Europe. You know they would they would uh, come and they would force people to pay to put the money into the public funds into the stucco. So here, so that's what rubber would do. If a guy was wealthy, you could force him. If he wasn't wealthy, you tried to encourage him, say you don't you want your kids to get from stucco. So here also the Amherst Shlomo says that Ravva was the son-in-law of Rav Ravchista Rav went and he said, you know, turn over the mortar, stand in public and say, this guy doesn't want to feed his kids, right? Like uh, Lema, the, the ravens feed their kids and this guy doesn't want to. And Ravva says, well, you say it nicely, you know, what's rubber? He, he's, he's diminishing from what his father says you you have to you have to embarrass them publicly until they do it. Brother would say, Well, do you really want your kids to get from stucky Like you say in a nice way. What's going on? Here? So Prashum so, say he says, I'm some of that Rubber's really talking about a wealthy person. Rubber's saying that even by a wealthy person, when you can force him, but it's always good to start off saying it nicely. You know, you don't want to force the guy. It's always good when it comes to when you have the ability to force him. But you're better to so say, like, would you like to do it willingly? Why don't you do it willingly and, uh, you know, like make a pshara and do it willingly and don't, uh, and don't, don't force, don't, don't, don't compel us to, to force you to give the money. I'd like to feel like, k'yoduravah, k'yoduravah, k'yoduravah. you can force them for You can force them for And this is, this is really tzaka. That's what you're doing. When you're feeding your kids from the age of six till 12, it's not, you You have no obligation. It's a mitzvah. What do you mean the mitzvah? It's a tzaka. It's a as we say charity begins at home right that's what they, that's where that's where it comes from that was the first thing that Law said that they were matakan in, in Usha that children uh, that have to be fed by their parents the father has to support his children up until the age of bar mitzvah and even if we don't force them but you you embarrass them you you censor them until until they until they want to give the money and if they're wealthy you can even force them um Rebullah, another thing he said Law said umluk is here he only said it and our Shlakish, not in the name of Yehuda. Before we had Amr Ravala, Amr Shlakesh, Misham Rav Yosi, And Now it's here. It's Ravala, Amr Shlakish. Who's just hearing a man? Listen to this. A man gives everything over to his kids right now. All my sons, I'm giving him everything. You know, he's afraid of the, the government. Whatever, signs everything over to his children right now. Who be is on even though he gave them everything. The kids can be compelled to for, to feed their parents. He gave him everything right now. That it. He has nothing nothing left. Maybe they're coming after him. You know, there are people who have no assets. Everything's in somebody else's name, or they don't own anything. Otherwise, uh, Saba falls after them, right? You know, all kinds of stories go on. So if he gave everything to his kids, his kids are, are should support the parents, even though they don't have to, right? Maskal of Zaira, of Ahmani, what's that? that's such a big khidish? We said another kid, and a different case. They say even a, a much much stronger case, almanosa his own almana can get can get maintained can get supported from his assets, right? So an almana can. We're going to talk about the case. It's not clear yet what do we mean by almana. Who voice? So certainly in this case where a man gave over everything to his kids, certainly him and his wife have been supported. Case. What's the case of the almana? Listen very carefully. When a man dies, who gets his yerusha? His son. Right, sons. If he has no sons, who gets the Yerusha? The daughters. Okay. So here's a case. The shelf Robin. Robin sent Big in a letter. Misha Meis. a man died. He left over an Almona and a daughter. Right? Who gets his Yerusha? The daughter. Right. The Almana he has to support. Right? He has to support from the from the Ksubah that's part of the Tanai Subh. That she has to receive support. But who gets the Yerusha? The daughter. Okay. Almanasa Nazanas Manchasab. Okay, very good as long as he left over a wife, a wife and a daughter, an almana and a daughter. So the almana is entitled to get uh, food, to get maintained from his assets that, that belong now to the daughter. And this is a bas. Now the daughter gets married. Daughter gets married. Okay, Still, while she's married, still, the almana didn't get remarried yet. She's still entitled to eat in the Let's say the daughter dies now. So who's left? The original almana and her son-in-law, who inherits the daughter, Something. the son-in-law. Okay, so in that case, Amrab um, Yehuda, Rabi Ben Achosah, the nephew of Rav Shmuel Chania. I already have a It was a story I had. A, a story like that came across my desk. they Right, the the, the Almana also gets, gets sustenance from the Nachosam. Now, what do we mean Nachosam? From the, the from the original man's. Assets which belong now to the son-in-law. the son-in-law. Now the son-in-law is considered like a purchaser, and the halach is that a ksuba can be collected from but not from a purchaser. And Rashi says that we are also uh, before the lines get wide near the bottom. We don't say, listen, he's a stranger who's He's not a he's he's not an inheritor. He's not an heir of the father-in-law, right? He's, he's inheriting from his wife. What does the son-in-law have to do with his mother-in-law? You don't know, for for sustenance for a wife, yes, you do. But, but you can't go after property. Pardon? Right? That's right. It can be may not be as a mother. Right? Maybe as a mother be from a different wife or whatever. Exactly right. The daughter come from a different wife. Right, but it could be right. So, so the son has nothing to do with it, and still you say that she's entitled to eat the chasm, even though she's no, no, So, if you say in a case like that that the almana is entitled still to assets because she has no, uh, she has no other option, she's entitled to eat from those assets which belong now to the man's daughter's husband. So, certainly in this case, where a man gave everything to his own children, they should support him. So is who be to me, boy. Cases are very, very dissimilar, but it seems obvious that if in that case she's entitled to money, certainly over here, him and his wife should be entitled. There yeah, there's nobody to uh, to take care there's nobody who's going to um, uh, occupy themselves, who's going to uh, take the trouble to take care of this this wife. What happened? The man died, left a wife and a daughter. The daughter went and married some guy. The daughter died. So the whole Yerusha from the father went to this uh, man that uh, that the daughter married. Who's going to take care of that al- Almana? So there there was no option. So the rabbis made a special takana. And also because, after all, the son-in-law did nothing. He's, he he has alocha like a lakrach, like a purchaser in the chasm but he didn't do anything to get that money. He just married this girl and, and she died. but over here... The father is uh, the father uh, in who gave away his assets to the, to the children. Uh, he, 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 he's around. He can, the father, okay, he gave everything away, so he can he can start making money again. He can he can uh, he can occupy himself and and uh, and trouble himself to go out and support him and his wife. So there's an option. In other words, a woman alone can't support herself. It was considered to be a, a very difficult for a woman to support herself. So there with the rabbis made a special takana, even though normally the tzuba cannot, the, the tanaik tzuba, the conditions of the tzuba, she's eating based on the tanaik suba. After the husband dies, she's entitled to eat from the assets. Fine, but the, you take from the assets that are ready, but not the chas and and this is mashuba to, to this new husband, still the rabbis made a special takana because it's not going to hurt anything. But here the, the parents are alive, so if they gave everything away, too bad. You might think that it's too bad and they shouldn't support him, Kamash one, the halacha and Usha was, the made a takana, that if you gave everything to your children, uh you should still, you, there was a nice gesture on your part, you gave it to them while you're alive, maybe you gave it to them so that there would be fights after after uh, after they die, but still the parent, they should support the parents. All right, so what about the halacha? Yeah, before, when we passed, it, we said before that they made a takana, that you have to feed your children up until the bar mitzvah. Is that the halacha or not? Well, the halacha seems to be that if he's not wealthy, you can't force him to feed them, but it's a mitzvah. What about over here? What's the halacha that they that the children have to support the parents after the parents gave them all their assets or not? Tashma, Rabbi and Ben These two rabbis have come. Kind of, they were standing. Also, how Abraham man came over. Gochani bent over. Akari. He kissed Rabbi Yonason's foot. "My what's this guy coming on kissing your foot? Did you do him some special favor? I'll tell you what happened. He had written everything over to his children with, with immediate effect. And I forced him, I compelled him to feed them. Right? If that's not the halacha, you, know, you don't really have to feed them if they gave everything. That's why I had to force him, because I told him, do the right thing and feed your parents. They just gave you all their assets. Eliyam, Redina, if that's the halacha, that you have to feed them, I said, oh boy, what did he, he didn't have to force him. He didn't have to compel him and go to, go to special means. And because he compelled them, the, the, the children to feed them, this man was so grateful and he kissed his feet. So it's mashma that what? That the halacha is not the way. So in both cases, the halacha is not that you don't have to feed your kids from the age of six until twelve. And you don't have to, if, if your parents gave you all their assets, you don't have to feed them. It's the right thing to do, but you don't have to feed them. Now, a third thing Ravallah said, notice the first things he said was the name of Rashlakish, the name of Yasub Khanita. The second thing he said was the name of Rishlakish. The third thing that he said, the third thing that he said was just in the Ravallah just himself. Amravullah, of a person. Wants to give away to poor people, wants to give to of shouldn't give more than 20% of his assets. This I think it's a basar is used to talk about also when it comes to doing any mitzvah, for example, buying a luluf or buying fillin' not to spend more than 20% of your assets. And the was as far a time, I mean you shouldn't give more than 20% of your assets. I mean it's because maybe if you give away too much, you yourself will have to come to be a beggar. So Again, we're not talking here about mysir, of stucca, like of stuc- that you're supposed to give mysir. Well, first of all, let's understand, stucca is giving money to poor people, right? You're not in the of the mitzvah, of, uh, you know, kilo yechah, kilo yechdol evyon kilo, what is the word? There will always be poor people. The mitzvah to give, to give stucca to poor people is like we talked about but we're not put on, on, on Purim, you have to give to somebody who's really poor. It's very hard to find people who are so poor that they don't have two meals or, or 200 uh, shekels or whatever it is. But that's real stucca is giving money to poor people. Miser is a separate thing. The that we talk about, you give meister, that's for stucca. It's for a shul. It's for a school. It's for a, a hospital. It's for any good cause, any good. It's so also called stucca, but that's not stucca. That's, that's not matanas Lanium. Matosanim is not 10% or 20%. Matosanim is giving money to, uh, to, poor, to people who are really, really dirt poor. Then we have Miser, which is you're supposed to give 10%, at least 10%, or 20% if you can, of your assets, uh, not of your assets, of your income to good causes, you know, like orphanages, shuls, schools, things of that sort, uh, rabbis, Torah, Kollel, whatever, um, you're supposed to you have 20%. But not more than to, but that, that's as far as income. So, of your income, you have to give to poor people every year really poor people, but not doesn't say you how much, just as you have to give money to poor people. Then there's Miser, which you have to give 10 or 20 percent of your income to good causes. Let's say, I'm just giving you the general idea. There's all kinds of shir and bravashir, has a whole thing on this. And then we're talking about here about assets. You shouldn't give here, we're talking about giving more than 20% of your assets. I'm not talking about your normal income, your annual income that you give ta- taxes on. So, by the way, the, the stuck itself as after taxes, right? After taxes. In other words, if you have to give 40% of your income, uh, you know, let's say a guy makes 100,000 shekels a year and 40,000 goes to the government, so he has 60,000. That's when you start figuring out the, the uh, percentages, the 10% is after taxes. Right, some say in Eretz where a lot of your taxes go for social. Amazon. that's also considered part stock, but that's already it's more complicated. In any case, here we're talking about giving 20% of your assets for a particular mitzvah, for Alula, for uh, for Tfilen, mezuzahs, whatever it is. Not you know if you give more than 20, you shouldn't you shouldn't give more than 20% lest you come to be poor and have to come on to the public funds also. So my Sabafa. There was a story with one guy, Lebas, Lebas, Yosem, Lebas. he wanted to spend liber- This was liberally, he wanted to spend spend it liberally, you know, to, to give away more than 20%. his friend didn't let him. Who was his friend? Reb Shevav. Reb Shevav didn't allow him to do it. Some sense, was the one who wanted to give more than 20%. So you're not supposed to do that. Micro, where do you see this in the Pasuk? What's the source for it in the Pasuk? Even though the meister that we talked about is from income, and that's also based in this pasig of aser asrenu. But here's a hint in the pasig that you shouldn't give more than 20% because it says, li aser asrenu. I will give 10% and another 10% loch. Says Gemara, the, the obvious question where it says, wait, volo dami sura basra li kama. The second meister is not like the first meister Let's say you started with $100 that you have to give away, right? Let's say you have income of, net income of $100. Right, you give sir, that's ten dollars. Okay, what's the second maaser? Nine dollars oh, because you only have ninety left. So, so it's not the same. It's nineteen. So it's, it's a total of nineteen. Right, right, right. The first one was ten percent of the full amount. That's ten dollars. The ten percent of the remainder is only nine dollars. So, since it doesn't say aser, 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 doesn't say I will mice, I will give sir again. I'll make the second one like the first one. It means that's like the, whatever the first miser was, ten dollars. I'm going to give it ten dollars again for a total of twenty percent. Barashi. These things that Rav said that he heard from the Takana of Usha, right? Mismatos They are in case just to remember which, who's, you know, which one they were, who, whose name they said. As he said them, there were less names. And it was the first one we said was Rav Allah The second one was only Rav Allah in the name of Rashlakesh. The third one was allah himself. It goes less and less. And the Simon to remember them and to remember the order in which one was said with more names and which one was less is The young ones wrote and they spent it liberally. You know, they, they wasted the money. And why? Because the first the first member was about. Tanim, your young children up until the age of 12 is a mitzvah to feed them. The second was if a man cussed food, he wrote all the chasim to his children. Does the children have to support him? And Usha, they said you have to. But again, we didn't pass in that way. It's not a halacha that they can force him in court. But the, the rabbis encourage him to do it. And the third one is bizbazu that uh, that you shouldn't you shouldn't spend more than 20% of your assets on more than one mitzvah. More Takana Sabusha we'll see in Mitzcham tomorrow. Amar Biasik Babusha Skinner, the 15th line, we'll pick up near tomorrow, Mitzcham. Have a good day, everybody. Uh-huh.